Hi, I'm Jane, and together with Jodes, we are two proud feminists passionate about female empowerment. This podcast is our take on the real conversations, real issues, and real challenges we must stay focused on if we're going to inspire the next generation of female leaders, managers, and entrepreneurs to pick up the baton and continue the journey to equality. But be warned, there will be rants and the odd profanity, but mainly just lots of curious conversations, uplifting stories, great guests, and food for thought on the path we still have to travel. It is clear that our young girls need us to harness our gumption and to use our voices now to make the changes we all know need to happen. It's time to be a pioneer, not a passenger. To paraphrase the famous words of a female game changer, Hollywood's iconic Bette Davis, fasten your seatbelts, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Hello, welcome to Jane and Jodes on one. Real women, real conversations, real issues. We're back with you today with episode three in series one of our podcast. And um, today we're going to be talking about do we feel valued as women in the workplace? So a little bit of a health warning for today. You know, we might really dig under some perceptions, some beliefs, we might question some of those. You might feel a little bit stretched and a little bit challenged in some of the things that have been deeply planted in your brains. Um, so yeah, we're going to be we're going to be talking about that com- that question today. So I'm going to start with a couple of key stats because I think these are really really important um, because the statistics when you look at them. Uh, you know, a broad kind of angle, they're really signposting towards, well, no, women don't particularly feel valued in the workplace. Um, So we want to get you involved in that conversation. So top of the shop, one in nine women will lose their job just because she's pregnant. Now, that's not always as obvious as it may seem. It's not as clear cut as that, um, because obviously it's against the law. (laughs) You're not supposed to do that. Um, So often there are many underhand ways that uh, that these situations do come about and end up happening. But, you know, that's quite significant for one in nine uh, women to lose their job because they're pregnant. If we look at the FTSE 100 figures in terms of women who are board members, that current figure stands at 39.1%, which you might think, oh, okay, well, it looks like it's going in the right direction. You know, women are doing well, they're progressing in the workplace. But actually, if you get under the skin of that um, statistic, then actually many of those uh, women are actually in non-exec, you know, non-direct and non-operational roles within the organization and actually those particular figures no longer have to be reported so it's easy to kind of bump that number up with a lot of uh, non-exec board members which is where some of the women are occupying at the moment but when we do get into those operational roles actually that figure is a a bit more realistically around the 30% mark 30% of women are now occupying uh, leadership role so mid- middle management or above 
um, you know, and, and, and getting into some of the more operational director roles. So we've still got a long way to go as far as that's concerned. You know, the age old pay gap conversation has been going on for quite some time. Sadly, it's got worse since COVID, you know, and actually we've had a lot of women exit the workplace because of the fallout of COVID. You know, if if we just take that, you know, you can cut the data around pay gap in so many ways. If you Google it, you can find so many different statistics. If we just take it at the broad level, you know, across all employees, full time, part time, non, you know, just everybody together, then that gender pay gap is currently running at 15 percent. You know, so we've still got many, many years ahead of us. Actually, you know, COVID's put us back mm -hmm. a good couple of years in in gaining equality. Um, and I guess one of the more one of the more stark statistics is where we've got a leak, because actually one of the biggest and most impactful leaks is at the minute middle management level. You know, so women do tend to do really well in progressing up to a middle management kind of role, but then they leave. And then, uh, you know, people tend to be scratching their heads a little bit about, well, why? Where do they go? Where do they go? Why are they leaving? Where is this special yeah. place that all these middle managers go? Yeah. You know, and actually, in some sectors, that figure of women in middle management roles that are leaving is as high as 40%. So, you know, we're talking significant leakage. Absolutely. What and a then, word. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then we have less women to get further up, don't we? So if we're losing those talented women, yeah. and they are talented, yeah. if we're losing 40% of them at senior middle then we've got less and less of a pipeline to get around that top table haven't we definitely definitely which you know actually that's the kind of stuff that's forming and shaping the current narrative around that isn't it mm -hmm. yeah so let's talk about that narrative okay how's that shaping up yeah so i think we have to be realistic and accept that most organizations are still coded male so what do i mean by that well you know men have been in business running businesses sitting on boards for a lot longer than us they founded these companies um you know they've been running them they've set the tone they define the values they define how it works and, you know, we're pretty new to the game. So we've only really been serious about those career jobs for maybe 60 years. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's not very long in the big scheme of things. And we talk to lots of men, you know, even younger men, they'll say, well, you know, women aren't really that bothered about a career. I mean, you know, they, they kind of quite like working, but they don't have to work. So it's not something that's driving them. They don't have to work. You know, they, they like to get out of the house and earn a bit more money, a bit of pen money. Um, you know, but it, they haven't got what it takes to get to the top. They're not driven. They're not prepared to burn the bridges behind them. They're not prepared to do what we do. They're not prepared to work 14-hour days. Yeah. They're not prepared to do all of that. So women don't get taken very seriously. Um, even if they're very, very bright. So that narrative feeds into discrimination yeah. and it feeds into gaslighting, which, you know, we all recognise now as, as quite a key um, emotional 
discrimination that takes place. And so all of this kind of keeps a lot of these things in place. So it keeps the old boys network in place because a lot of men feel threatened now by women. So it's really even more important to have this boys network, but it's a secret society. Yeah. It's not open. It's not like, well, this is the network of the boys um, in terms of like our networks are open. So if we have a, an all-female network. It's like it's women's this, it's it's women in business, it's it's women in, in retail, and it's clear. It's like does what it says on the tin. Yeah. Yeah, but theirs aren't like that. Theirs are very hidden. And so they are kind of trying to, like, keep keep us out, if you like. They're trying to keep us out. And that's been going on for a, a long, long time. I actually and, uh, remember not well, so long ago yeah. um, doing some freelance work in a bank, um, I'm being absolutely flabbergasted. I thought this was just a bit of a joke these mm -hmm. days. Um, that deals were still getting done on the golf course. Yeah, <laughs> I, I laughed, and they're like, yeah. "No, no, no, we're, yeah. we're being serious." Yeah. I'm like, "You are kidding me." Yeah. yeah, but only the men could go to the golf course. Yeah. The women weren't allowed to go. To the... I was like, "What century are we Hello? living in?" Hello. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, when I talk to women, and we do some training around the big sister program that we're both involved in you know i talk about this game yeah okay so the way to get promoted is a game and it's a game because men like games and so it's all about winning and losing and competing and these this is all male energy this is what men like they like that aggressive kind of ruthless game mentality and business is set up like a game so to get promoted is a game and it's based around three facts it's based around your performance on the job yeah okay your visibility in the business mm -hmm. and your personal brand and women are always stunned that the least um kind of percentage in those three areas is your performance yeah. on the job they are always shocked aren't they, they? always they think that's the, highest. that's the highest thing oh well you know my promotability is based on how good i am at my job wrong it's not based on that at all no in fact very little is is it based on that maybe 10 percent. what it's really based on is your visibility in that business yeah so who knows you you know what who do you know <laughs> who do you know who are you courting for the next job who are you taking out you know, for a drink after work? What are you doing in your lunchtime? Um, who are you having breakfast with on the way in? You know, who are you playing golf with on a Saturday morning? Um, who are you taking to the match on Saturday? It's all based on that visibility. And and then your third thing is personal brand, which again is quite high. It's like, who are you? Who, what do you stand for? What do people think about you? What do they say about you? What are you best at? What are you good at? What would be your niche? And these yeah, are what two, are you known for? Yeah, these are two things that women don't spend any yeah. time on whatsoever because they think it's all about their performance. So what I say to women is, A, recognize the game. Okay, now understand it's a male-coded game. Understand that. Recognize the game. Learn how to play the game. Get around the top table. Change the game. Yeah. You can't change something if you're not in it. No, you've got to be in it to yeah, win it. You've got to be in it to win it. <laughs> now, this is tough. Because this is a male game. And so it means that you may have to come out of your natural female energy to play it. But you don't need to play it for long. Because once we get 30% of women on that board and at the top, then those women will affect change. But we need to get them there first. So the other thing I always say to women is support the women that are there. Yeah. Support the women on the pitch. Because that's a hard game. Whereas that's not what we do, is it? When those women that are 
I'm going to call them brave enough mm-hmm. to um, step into the step game. Into the game. Yeah. Um, actually, we stab them in the back sometimes. We don't like it, do we? don't like them. They're who not do, one who of do, us. Who does she think she They're is? They're not one of us. Yeah. Become one of the boys, aren't they? Yeah. Become a bit ladette. You know, become a bit hard, become yeah. a bit ruthless. Rather than recognising she's having to play that, that game yes, on that. our behalf. Absolutely, absolutely. And she needs our support yeah. right now, yeah. not us turning our backs she on her. She needs our sisterhood, doesn't she? Yeah. Because if she's not doing that, she's not opening the opportunity to us to do that. No. Now, nobody's perfect. There are clearly some women that are there as queen bees and have pulled the lad up behind them don't want any more women around that table because they like being token women and they like the attention that gives them. And let's not pretend there aren't some of those women. But isn't that because they've been sucked into the male-coded world? Yeah, possibly. Well, they've had to be to get there, haven't they? Yeah. You know, but they're not particularly supportive of other women. No. Yeah. It's almost like they've become... They've yeah. become that. Yeah. But I think they're now in the minority, those women. Yeah. I think that maybe in the 80s we talked about the original superwoman, didn't we? With it's the not all shoulder pads. Yeah, I, think, I don't think there are that many of those women anymore. And in the one of, in the first book that I wrote, the first book I wrote was called Superwoman. And it's called Superwoman, her sell by date has expired. And it's all about um, looking at how we are behaving in this environment and how we've had to adapt to this environment. And in that book, I talk about energies and I talk about the difference between female and masculine energy. And before I talk about it, because this is a kind of divider for a lot of women, yeah, they feel very challenged by it and they get quite upset by it. What I would say is that we all have both sets of energy. We all have both. We can all call on both when we need them. We all naturally have a different, we all sit on a different spectrum of this energy. So some women have more male energy than female energy and are happy to live there because that's them doing that. Yeah. Some men have more female energy than male and they're happy to live there because that's them doing them. It's only a problem if you're not doing you yeah. and you're trying to live in an energy that's not natural for you and you're trying to sustain that because that's like trying to run in somebody else's shoes. Isn't yeah. it? You can walk in somebody else's shoes, but try running in them. Yeah, they're either going to fall off your feet or you're going to end up with really bad blisters. Yeah. And you're going to fall, oh, yeah, or you're going yeah, to fall on your head over, 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 over. Yeah. So, so we can do it for a while. And and one of the reasons I left corporate is because I was being asked more and more to spend more and more of my time in that energy, male energy. And I was really uncomfortable with it. And so that, along with the politics, is why I went off and yeah. became an entrepreneur at 28. Yeah. It's funny when we talk about this, though, because, you know, as you're chatting away through that, and I'm thinking, actually, and people have said this to me, to be fair, many different people, not just one or two, that, oh, you're, you know, you're, you've got a lot of masculine energy, you're mm. very male in energy, and I think, oh, right, okay. Is that an insult? Yeah. But I get that. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I can see it in the mirror, and I see how that makes sense. But the last couple of years, um, probably since I turned 40, I feel knackered all the time. Mm. And actually, it's making me start to question whether I am still doing me. I felt like I was doing me, and me was quite male energy for much of my corporate career. And I still use a lot of my male my male energy when I coach military men, because I do a lot of military uh, leadership coaching. 
but there's something's shifting and something's changing that's saying that doesn't feel like it's authentically yeah. me yeah. and it's making me tired. Yeah. So something that has served me for so yeah. long. long. Because you're in a different place, aren't you? You're yeah. doing different stuff. You're working with different people and, um, you know, and creating different businesses and different experiences. And a lot of that is now in that female arena. Yeah, it? but it feels really new to me and I don't yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I wonder if there's a lot of other women yeah. mm -hmm. that experience something similar. They know Either, something's not right, but they don't know what yes. or how to fix it. Can't put your finger on what it is. And then yeah. if, if you can't even put your finger on what it is, then you yeah. certainly can't fix it. Yeah. But even if you know what it is, you, yeah. you don't necessarily yeah. know how. Yeah. So let's see if some of these things will ring bells for, for some women then. Yeah. So female energy traits and male energy traits, very, very different. As, as I said, we all have both of them, but it's where you choose to live that matters. So I spend 80% of my time in my female energy and 20% in my male. My male energy is what I bring to the table when I am a, a successful entrepreneur because some of that energy I need for that. The rest of the time, I'm, I'm generally in my female. So female energy traits, female energy is nurturing, whereas male energy is competitive. Yeah. Female energy is passive in terms of the need for peace, not passive in terms of weak. Not doormat. Yeah, not let's not be, be clear what that means. Yeah. It means passive, I, I need for harmony. peace and harmony. Whereas male energy is aggressive. It's got fight mentality to it. I'm ready if needed. Yeah. Okay? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm ready. Let me let me out there. Um, female energy is about multitasking, thinking, and processing. So we don't just multitask as women. We multi-think and we multi-process and we can do all three at the same mm -hmm. time. Whereas male energy is task-orientated. And it's quite um, it's one thing at shot. a time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Single-minded focus. Laser focus. Yeah. yeah. Um, female energy sees the big picture as a global thinker. When you have conversations with women, they're always about, they can always see that bigger game plan they're always yeah. like you know if we do that then that affects that doesn't it and at the moment this is what's going on and actually we've talked about recently haven't we about how that plays out in politics yeah. and where we've got conflict around the world yes, that's the passive you know? thing isn't it yeah that's you know? the passive thing so you know when we look at where where we're we going to war those, there's a lot of male energy. A lot of male energy on that. Yeah, not always, not always just males. No, but no, the no. energy is yeah, male. Yeah. Well, Margaret Thatcher took us. Yeah, to she world, did. Didn't she? Yeah, she had a lot she of male energy. She had a lot of male energy, for sure. Yeah. Um. So female energy again is, um. So yeah, male energy is compartmentalized thinking rather than big picture global yeah. thinking. Yeah. So at work, I'm at work. When I'm on the golf course, I'm on the golf course. When I'm at home, I'm at home. Yeah. The thought of being able to kind of put all those three things together. Um, you know, it's like, did you get the milk? No, well, no, I've been, I've been work. working. Yeah, but did you get it on the way home? Well, you didn't mention it on the way home. We anyway. Okay. Um, female, emotional and compassionate. Now, here's a biggie. It's like, as women in, in organisations, we're being taught quite clearly that it's not good to be emotional. Well, 80% of the women that come to me for coaching, I say, you know, what's brought you to coaching? Yeah. And 80% of them will say to me, I've been told I'm too emotional at work, mm, mm. you know, and it's almost like I, I, one of my first jobs is almost to get them to give themselves permission. permission. I have to give it them first normally yes. yeah. <laughs> then for them to give themselves permission that they can bring emotion to work. It's yeah. not about leaving it at the door. Yeah. That said, 
there is often something to harness that emotion to use it productively. Yes. Yeah. We don't um, start in every meeting crying your eyes out. Yeah, you? or going batshit crazy. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I would say to them, you know, yeah. it's about describe it rather than display yes. it. Yes. But you still got to feel it yes. and use it Absolutely. to make to make decisions. Absolutely. And yeah. what goes along with emotion is compassion. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a female energy, whereas a male energy is about power, rank, and status. Yeah. So it's ego-driven, mm-hmm. yeah? Um, female energy is about being supportive and team-orientated. Every single woman that I've ever seen step up and accept an award. Thanks, everyone else. Thanks, everybody else. Yeah? <laughs> I knew what you were going to say And I'll be sat there going, take ownership. Take ownership. Take ownership, you know? Take ownership, yeah. then thank your team. Take ownership, then thank your team. The guys get up, it's all about them. Yeah. Yes, I'm like, yes, thank you very much. I've worked really hard this year. I feel like it's recognition for a job well done. No team mentioned. Mm. Yeah. Whereas the guy, um, in opposite of that, will be very strong on productivity and be very practical. Now, again, you know, that's about being target driven. It's about the numbers. It's about where are we on that, John? How many of these do we need to get there? It's kind of all that productivity. It doesn't mean women don't do that. No. Okay. Just, uh, just do it differently. They're much focused on that. Female energy focus on value and meanings. Again, you and I both know the amount of women that we've coached is that need to get value and meaning out of what they do for a living. Yeah, and why sometimes we've really struggled to exist in certain organisations and it's been because the business's values don't align to ours and we can't, we just can't carry on like that. Whereas I think for other people who are led with male energy... They can swallow that sometimes yeah. and just be like, well, yeah. look, it's a means to an end for the next three years. Yeah. Suck it yeah. up. Get on yeah. with it. Do yeah. it. It's not personal. Yeah. It's not personal. It's just the way the business runs it, where it's for us it is. It's yeah. personal. It's like, well, I can't I'm be here. Because I'm here and yeah. I need to feel connected. Mm-hmm. So for, for the guys, for that male energy, and I keep saying guys because a lot of women have this as well, so please correct me. Male energy, it's about facts, reason, and logic. Yeah. Yeah? So it's like, how many of them, well, what, what where, where's that coming from? Well, what's the reason for that? It's got to have a practical application to it. Uh, for, for female energy, read open and vulnerable. And um, for male energy, read protective. Isn't that just perfect? So female energy is about being open and vulnerable and male energy is about protecting. Yeah. Yeah. Put so we see that in yeah. our relationships all the time, don't yeah. we? Female energy is about being a creator, happy to create spaces for others to grow. That's really important. Male energy is to be the provider, the fixer, and the solver. Yeah. Again, we see that play out in relationships. Well, and you do finally, when, a, when a woman comes home and, and you're like, what kind of day have you had? And she has a little like, oh, God, I've had a really hard day. And then, you know, the person who's got the male energy, starts let's say, to starts trying to fix it. And you're like, I, I didn't want you no, to answer no, it. No, I just wanted you to listen. Just acknowledge me. Yeah. That was a biggie for yeah. me and my husband. That that was a biggie yeah. for me because we got together. I'm his third wife. <laughs> he's my first and only husband um but i used to come back from work and i would be ranting about something and he would go into fix mode right what you need to do you need to tell him to do one you need to go into there and you need to sack that person because they're no good and you need to and i'd just be sat there nodding and then getting really wound up and then i'd end up losing it with him saying i'm not asking for your opinion yeah, I'm not asking you to fix me. I'm just asking you to listen and not just hold space and, for yeah, me and make yeah. make nice little noises. If I want your opinion, and I know you're a very wise man, and you've got lots of experience, I'll ask for it. Yeah, until I ask for it, don't don't give it me. Yeah. and that's how we learn to communicate. So, so there are still times to this day where I said, 
Tony, I really need to talk to you about this thing. And he'll, and I'll see him like a peacock, you know, like sticking out his chest and say, yeah, okay, love. I'm yeah. needed. I'm here. What, what, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Because yeah. <laughs> he knows that, is that you're on, it's your go, and he loves it. But we have to learn to communicate. Yeah. We have to learn to communicate. And the final one, female energy is receptive, intuitive, and gentle. And male energy is linear, direct, and action-oriented. Yeah. Okay? So it's really clear the differences. Now, if you, if you as a woman okay want to sit more in that female energy but you are in a male coded environment where this male energy leads you've got to make one hell of a move yeah and that's exhausting <sighs> it is isn't it yeah it is it's and exhausting and it's lonely yeah yeah you have but, you, you, but if we're going to progress we've got to play that game we've got to yeah, we can't change the game until we play the game. Yeah. And to play the game, we've got to we'll recognise the game. Yeah, we're going to yeah. be in it. Okay. We're gonna, that's one that's going to stick, that one, isn't it? Well, we hope it sticks with you anyway. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I think there might be many women listening to this episode who identify like me with a lot of the male energy. Um, and I've enjoyed, yeah. I've enjoyed a lot of that yeah. male energy yeah. for a lot of my career. Um, but I do feel like I'm coming to a point in my life where it's starting to no longer mm. serve me as much. And I'm ready, I think, to start to tip the balance. Mm. And not one's better than the other. No, no, I don't want to get rid of it. Not one's better than no. the other. It's where you choose to live and where you feel most comfortable. Um, but I would have to say that we are coming into an, an era of feminine wisdom. Yeah. We are definitely, we're seeing it everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so if you've been forced out of your female energy by the workplace or a relationship you're in then you know you will get this calling back and we're seeing that with lots of women at the moment and you know just sit with it for a while because every time I talk to women about that we defend our position we defend our beliefs we defend yeah. where we are and so some women got quite upset with me well I just, I, you know I don't I mean those all those female things all sound very weak to me well they're not week at all and i kind of hope that i don't know if if there's a woman listening who's got a male partner who is more feminine energy or there's a you know a guy listening who feels like they're more feminine energy that they are no longer feel weak because yeah. i reckon there's a fair few guys out there mm -hmm. that Think have got a greater they've got a greater balance of female feminine energy mm -hmm. and either they feel weak mm -hmm. or the men around them who are dominant in male energy make almost say that to them can that they're you imagine, weak. Can you imagine if men and women, and something we talked about in the first episode, if men and women came around the table together and brought their energy to the table and brought their traits and their different values to the table, how powerful and how successful yeah. businesses would be our political structure would be, our world peace would be, how different the world would look. How innovative we what, would be, the, the stuff we create. The magic that we would create mm. if we did that and we recognised it. But unfortunately, we're still living in a world where most organisations are coded male. So we yeah. come back to that, don't we? Every time. Mm. So, I mean, you know, let's tip over into the space of, well, what? how do we change? What needs to happen? You know, and interestingly, quite recently, um, you talked to a bunch of women, actually, mm -hmm. in an organisation mm -hmm. about 
well, tell us what is it that you want and that you need to feel valued in the yeah. workplace? Because yeah. it was really interesting. There were like three key things that they yeah. told you, weren't they? What yeah. were they? Well, one was to have more flexible working hours, more hybrid working, um, and more fairness. Around kind of childcare um, and yeah, stuff. absolutely. A second one was to be accepted as women in that organisation and that actually we are different to men. And that's okay. That's and good. That's okay. Yeah. That's, that's actually a benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And the third was to to for the men to acknowledge, recognize, and acknowledge that what their sexist and misogynistic behaviour was unacceptable. The key here is that they recognised when they were doing it because it was so endemic that they didn't recognise what was offensive. Yeah. They thought it was banter, and actually the banter was incredibly you know, yeah. comfortable. Yeah. And the banter was not banter. And so it, it was like getting them to recognise it and accept it rather than throwing it back on the women, saying, Ah, oh, what are you bothered about that? What's your problem? You're a bit sensitive. Aren't problem? You? I'm only having a bit of a joke with you. I'm having a bit of a laugh. Touchy. Um, oh God, what you like? <laughs> you know, or when I turn up in the organization, they're like, Oh my God, guys, get your ironing boards out, which is here. They're all going off into their little, you know, that they're, they're going into their their cove coven. Oh, for mean? your witches. Oh, so, and that was said out <laughs> loud in the organisation. You're like, oh, gosh, we've got some work to do here. That's all they wanted, Yeah, those three things. was just to have, yeah. the, have that And like you say, none of that, that wasn't about pay. No. That wasn't about sitting around No the perks, table. no benefits. That was just, please, that's all we need to stay. And that's the basics, right? That's yeah. just the basics. Yeah. 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 Did they stay? Did, did they stay? No. They did not. Did the echoes like... No. However, however, they did well. Oh, they all did really well. They all went into organisations that had different structures. Two of them became entrepreneurs. Um, yeah, they all done really well. Uh, they just couldn't hack it there. And that's happening all the time. And I just think, you know, when are we going to recognise that we're losing all this talent? Yeah. This talent. You know, we talk about um, living in a meritocracy. Mer- meritocracy that one um (laughs) yeah but we are we are missing the women in that all the time and so i'm a huge fan of quotas okay and if you asked me that 10 years ago i would have said absolutely not but we haven't got where we need to get and we're miles off getting there and i'm one i believe that we need um temporary change to affect permanent change so i would like to see quotas until we get to 30%, when we get to 30%, take them away. And the response to a lot of women around that is, I want to be promoted on merit. I'm not, who said you're not going to be promoted on merit? Are you telling me that there's no female talent out there? Because that's, because if, if there is female talent out there, why is it not being promoted? Yeah. That's the issue. That is the issue. Right? And there is masses of female talent out there. So there's a, there's another reason why that's not happening. And it's cultural and it's, it's societal and it's endemic. So let's put that to one side. Let's bring the quota in. Let's get 30% because the women are there and they're talented. Choose, them what, choose who you want. Okay, they're sat there waiting. Um, let's put them on the board. Let's start making the shift. And then let's take the quota away. Yeah. But uh, it's not a but very though, popular view. It's not. And those women then have got to do that bit of recognise the game and play that game. They've got to be ready to take one for the team. They've got to be the women that says, I'm ready to step up. Yeah. 
I'm ready to be the game changer. But when they do it together, if you get if you've got thirty percent around the table, that gets easier. Then you can then, affect it? that change. Yeah. If there's one of you, it's really tough. And yeah. I've been a token woman on a board, you know. And I I used to get the questions from the guys all the time. So Jane, you're a woman. What do you think we should do about that? Yeah. And I'd always respond, I am a woman. I don't talk for every single woman on the planet. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can only give you my opinion. And that they didn't like that because it's like, well, we put you on here as a woman. You're supposed to tell us what to do. Mm. Well, but I'm only one. I'm only one. So and there's still really twelve. There's still twelve of you. Yeah. yeah. So I can't really yeah. do that. You it's know? not very representative, is it? It's not very representative. <laughs> no. So there we go. That's well, there where we go. are in the workplace. So what does this all mean for us? It's that time. What do we do about it? What is our call to action? Well, I think it's very fairly clear, isn't it, from what we've just talked about there that. You know, if we want true equality and parity in the workplace, then it's absolutely important that we value both male and female energy. So that's not about men. It's not about women. No. I feel like we need to make that point over and over again because it's really easy to get lost in yes. that we're talking about men and women. When we're not, we're talking about male energy and female energy and that, you know, most of our organisations are coded with male energy at the minute. So that's the thing that needs to change, mm -hmm. isn't it? If for women to feel valued, yeah. for us to have equality, for us to have parity, then we've got to redress the balance yeah. between so the energies. Be bold, we've got to be brave. We've got to be, um, you know, we've got to step up, put ourselves in the game. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're not trying to get rid of the male energy. It's about valuing both. Um, I think, you know, the important thing to, I love this one now, this one's going to stick, you know, is uh, recognise the game. Play the game because you've got to be in it to win it and change the game. There's there's a group of women who are absolutely ready to take on that leadership yeah. role yeah. in this piece. So you know who you are. I'm one. I'm in. You one. I'm in. You're in. Who else is joining us? Um, uh, you know, and actually, we were chatting earlier about a brilliant quote that we both love, actually. I first read this. It's a Theodore Roosevelt quote. But I first read this when I read Brené Brown's oh, book, right, Daring yeah. Greatly. It's yeah. the opening, okay. I was going to say opening sequence then to that, but yeah. the opening line about being in the arena, the person who is in the arena, you know, and it's not the critic who counts, not the person who points out how the, you know, the strong woman stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the person who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends herself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and at worst, if she fails, at least fails while daring greatly. And I think that, that sums up it. that role love about it. the game, doesn't yeah, it? Totally. So, uh, you know, the big question for you that we'd love you to engage with and get involved with us on, so tell us in the comments, is um, how is your organisation doing with this? Do you feel valued as a woman in your organisation? You know, what does that look like? We'd love to hear some stories. What can you teach um, us? Yeah, some great examples yeah. as well as those that have still got some work to do. So, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, brings us to a close for today's episode doesn't it so yeah um thanks for joining us we've been jane and jodes 
on it. Look forward to seeing you in the next episode. You have been listening to Jane and Jodes on One. Until next time, remember, sisterhood matters. Together, we are bold, brave, fierce and unstoppable.